Yo, 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 it's your boy, the Mark Rob, a.k.a. Sean Matt Love, a.k.a. Gordon Darks, a.k.a. Pacey Twitter, a.k.a. 4i Willie, coming at you with a new episode of We Should Do This Again Sometime. This episode is broken down into two separate parts. The first part of the episode is the conversation that me and Kat had Monday night post-Oscars, and I don't even have to really set it up, but you can kind of tell where the first part of the conversation is going to go then afterwards we kind of talk about the movie turning red and some other oscars talk beyond the slap (laughs) and then after the episode is over is a conversation between me and eric greenley aka handsome bane we actually got on a call i would say maybe about a half hour after the slap took place (laughs) and and uh, that conversation uh was a treat (laughs) so uh, the first part uh me and kat kind of really delve into the seriousness of it and kind of ramifications of it right now we have no kind of clue what is really happening there's a real soap opera going on between the academy and will smith but this conversation the first part of it it's really trying to wrestle with some of the ideas, you know, living post slap. <laughs> and the last part of it is really just a, a funny conversation between me and Eric about it. Uh, so hope you enjoy. Peace. Okay, for Monday. How are you doing on this Monday? Oh, <laughs> the struggle bus. We are aboard. Beep beep. Everyone's struggling. Uh, rich people are struggling. The TL is struggling. Everybody is struggling right now. I don't think rich people are struggling. I think mm-hmm. if rich people were struggling, Will Smith's actions would have had any consequences in that moment. <laughs> the show the must go that- on. I think the fact that they let him stay shows me that rich people don't really have consequences. Um, I definitely want to argue that point. Do you want to talk about it? Your thoughts um, on last night? The the only thing that I'm going to say is that, frankly, I think they're they're both kind of in the wrong. I think that what Kevin Hart said was bad, and Kevin Hart has a... I'm sorry, not Kevin Hart. Um, Chris Rock. I really hate both of their voices, just on a sonic level. Hilarious. But yeah, I think what Chris Rock said was wrong. I think it's especially wrong given that he has like made black hair a crusade of his. And I think he also has uh, a history of misogynoir. And like, oh yeah, it's probably time that someone said something. But I also think that Will Smith's reaction in that moment was not appropriate for the time setting or place. I think if there had been a rumble on the red carpet after, I would have been like, all right. I think if he had even thrown something or told him to fuck off and not hit it, like any of those things on their own would have been fine. But all of those things together was too much. And you have to remember that you are in a setting. And the fact that he then put the producers of the show into the very real position of going, okay, now do we throw him out? 
before he wins an Oscar, what do we do? And don't even get me started on that speech where he literally blames a character he was playing for his actions. I thought the whole thing was appalling. Even if he realistically was like not in the wrong, all of the, for, for feeling the way he feels and, and really like if he had punched Chris Rock anywhere else, I would have been fine with it. But like that now has overshadowed like his Oscar win. And there will not, like I, I have, he ruined his own night. He also has and, enough money that he could have just put out a hit on Chris Rock and none of us ever would have known, but he would have known and it could have been fine. And like, he didn't even do that. So why does the setting matter so much in this case? Because the whole night is not about him. Other people no. have worked <laughs> hard to be there. And that is all anyone's ever going to talk about that night forever. Well, so he didn't just ruin correct. it for himself. He ruined it for everyone else who was there. I don't necessarily know. I mean, th- those people still won. Have you have you seen an article that's not about that today? Oh yeah, but those people still won. So yeah, but like at a certain point, claim. yeah, cool. But like that's not. Oh, you won the year Will Smith hit someone. You know the key word. You won. It depends on your perspective, though, because I don't think that that's like those people are now going to be responsible for having an opinion about that and talking about that for the rest of their lives. Whenever they say I want an Oscar in 2022, that's such a shitty position to put other people in. And also when their reactions are being live televised, that's the other thing. Even if he had gone backstage and punched him or killed him, I don't care. And I also just, I feel really strongly for the producers who have to work really hard to put something like this together in the very specific specifications of not only the event, but the network that's putting it on. And like those people worked so hard to do something that was not going to blow up. And this blew up and not in a positive way. You don't bring that stuff to the Olympics. You don't like do this there. Like this is, it's, it's that. So even that point, like, yeah, like, you know, countries don't war (laughs) at the Olympics, but they wait till the day after the Olympics. But I mean, but the thing is that's, that's kind of the thing. Like, like in this case, you know, violence begets violence. And if Chris Rock hadn't did what he did, then there wouldn't have been a cause for a reaction. Okay, so, so where was the person who punched Ricky Gervais in the face for offending their wives? I mean, hey, I'm very That's- certain multiple people wanted to do that. They chose not to do that. But I'm not making a point that every comedian should be attacked for what they say. Actually, I'm, I haven't even really made, I don't think I've actually kind of told you what my kind of thoughts are on it. <laughs> so, um, but I, I was just questioning why the setting, if, if you feel that Will Smith should have beat him up or attacked him, but the setting in itself was inappropriate, I was just curious about that because, I mean, at some point, like if, if the scrap was going to happen, it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so the setting of it, it's a very one of one situation to where, you know, 11 million people watch you smack the shit out of a comedian that's not funny. Yeah. And now 13 million people are now watching you get an acceptance speech that in the moment you're feeling immense gratitude, but rejection and massively complicated feelings that need to be work out with your therapist and not in front of America to digest. Initially, they they cut away from the Williams sisters. I don't know if that was because of a wardrobe malfunction or what, but at one point they cut to them and then they were like, and that's what like 
Richard Williams would have done. And they cut to them because clearly they were hoping they would be like smiling or something. And they just had their arms crossed like. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah your your dad was a complicated man and you probably have complicated relationships with him. But you know what your dad didn't do? Possess Will Smith and cause this. It's so they knew he was going to win. And so that's why they they basically didn't throw him out. Like you can so, theorize, you can theorize that they they had an emergency meeting about it because I know a person who was doing the golf carts to and from celebrities' hotels. And as soon as that happened, he his little you know beeper lit up and he had to go down to an emergency production meeting about if they were going to keep him in or not. My so, favorite thing I would just like to state for the record is watching Denzel run to get to his seat for the cutaway because he was holding Jada's hand. He was squatting next to their table until his best actor cutaway. I mean, cause she was so, I, I don't know if she was upset at Chris Rock or if she was upset at will or what, but she was upset. <laughs> so Denzel continues to be the MVP. But, yeah, so I, I feel like for every conversation we're having about who is in the wrong here we should be having a conversation very much that Denzel is in the right Uh, and like all of the people that tried to like and this is what I mean right like I think what Will Smith did is understandable and not even necessarily wrong but like again just situationally you don't do that there Uh, well for me to say yes or no to that for me personally, I don't know, honestly, because I legit don't know what I would do in that moment, especially if, you know, my wife is there and someone has grossly offended my wife. I don't know if I could hold on to that for two and a half hours. Maybe, I, maybe I win best actor. Maybe I don't. Maybe I see Chris Rock after the, the at the Vogue party or whatever. Maybe I don't. But I, I don't know how you can kind of hold on to that anger in, in that moment. And then I, I think for a lot of people to kind of channel that away, it's and for him, obviously, it proved to be extraordinarily difficult. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that was the appropriate place to do it or not. I and think- I'd also like to state for the record, you know me, I'm generally not a decorum stickler. I am not the person that's like, oh, you can't do that in an awards show. I was kind of like, okay, Timothy, maybe put on a shirt, but like, whatever. I was great. (laughs) Usually I'm not a stickler for stuff like that. But again, like, unfortunately, this is just a situation where the thing that he did is now the defining thing of this year's Oscars. And even if somebody won, they're going to be answering questions about where were you that night? How did that make you feel for the rest of their lives? And that's such a bummer. I don't think so, to be honest. I think it's it's an interesting story to tell about the most, I would say, the most wildest of our lifetime, at least, other than that Marlon Brando wild shit that happened. Okay, so if you're thinking about Kanye and uh, Taylor Swift, right? Like, that was a moment of utter embarrassment for Taylor Swift. And that moment really propelled her to new heights to where that is a kind of a that's a footnote to her career, but no one's really like, wow, you won the VMA the night that Kanye did that? What was that well, like? But that's still the joke. Like, people still, okay, I'm gonna let you finish, but 
Like that is still a, a running meme in the lexicon. We love memes in this country, though. We do, but like I, I am saying, if you had like certain people are gonna have thicker skins about this than others, right? Like that's just the way that it is. But unfortunately, like that is the defining thing of the night, and it's frustrating because also this is the first like time a major movie about disability like won an Oscar, multiples actually, uh, and like there it's gonna be. Oh, you won the Oscar? When this one, yeah. Like I don't fuck with that, yo. You got you got people. You got eyes on the ground. Like grab a blow dart and fuck them up that way, so no one knows it's you. Whatever. Like, I think you may be reading it too closely. I really do think this is something that is going to be like bowled over. Well, in the sense of the the shock of everything, I think people are going to get over faster than than what you think. Like the TL is a shit show. The TL is going to be a shit show. It's like Wednesday like three o'clock in the afternoon basically until the next wild thing happens in america or world war three i'd also (laughs) like to just quickly like create some space for people who felt that their that that speech that he gave which was bad reminded them of folks in their lives who have used hyper protective influences as uh, an excuse for bad behavior i'm not saying that's what happened here but i am saying that some of the language that he used was similar to kind of common uh, manipulator rhetoric and if that bothered you as it bothered me and a lot of my other friends who have been through uh specifically shitty relationships with men that's super valid and like that is not something that we need to be having on on tv unexpectedly yeah the obviously like the the context of the context of it is is kind of different but at the same time for him to kind of give his address about the situation like a hat like 40 minutes after the fact in front of millions of people that was if, if anything that was another wrong area to do that in so i think the pressure of that and then the confusion of everything and then i i know a lot of people have talking the language of love makes you do crazy things and contextually yeah like it's different as far as he was using that in course a defensive jada but at the same time, he's using, you know, violence, you know, in public. So a, a lot of people definitely feel a lot of intense feelings about this. And so I, I think it is going to, it'll blow over eventually. And uh, Will Smith issued an apology like like, a, like an hour or so ago, whatever. And I guess according to Puff Daddy, <laughs> they've, they've actually already squashed it like later that night. So. I think like in a week we're going to get like a TikTok video with him and Chris Rock like yucking it up or whatever. So I I think it'll pass. I, I have a uh, a feeling that it'll pass, but the the whole thing doesn't smell right to me. And really, like my take is honestly not much of a take. It's just I don't think that should have happened like that at all. Whether that means that they should start vetting jokes, which honestly is something I've been thinking they should do for a while or what like I don't know but like there needs to be uh, or they put up a fence around the the performers like I don't really care but like even if it's over now and he feels bad about it this is created like I've even seen people all day today being like thanks for like basically like justifying like violence and fighting and like I don't have a take that strong I just was like bros (laughs) I mean (laughs) so Thanks for justifying, but like that's 
I think going to that extreme is <laughs> I think going to that extreme is isn't really helpful to be very honest for people to have that kind of the t- that takeaway from that event and even the idea of like you know this is like the one time this has ever happened and basically like the the history of American you know award shit I don't think they're gonna really vet jokes like that I don't think they're gonna have like a perimeter around like presenters and stuff like that like and, and the funny the funny thing is like they didn't even need Chris Rock like they had three presenters already they didn't need an extra one and like I mean vetting jokes like you would kind of think they would would have done that anyway but they probably gave him leeway because he has a history of presenting and they thought that he could carry three minutes but you know he he attacked a black woman and he got attacked back and i think a lot of people have the mindset of that's basically the beginning end of it like he attacking the black woman and that woman's husband responded and then that's kind of it and i think a lot of people uh, are leaving at that but a lot of people are kind of seeing a lot more into it some stuff that is there and you know some stuff that maybe not there but i think like i said man i think the tl is going crazy for another day or two but then when something else happens on you know thursday at three o'clock we'll be over it and yeah we'll, we'll still talk about it and next year someone's going to make the joke about it at the next oscars um and you know that that's kind of what it is but i think all the ones especially coda and especially how apple is ingrained in our lives we're going to know coda won best picture and even his speech Troy's speech was beautiful as fuck and Mm. to be very honest the I would say the night was like I watched the entirety of the show I mean before like the will shit it was like a c plus b minus night I thought the hosts I thought the hosts the three hosts they were good but you know a lot some of the jokes were not good and I love Regina Hall but they're bringing the dudes on stage and you know uh filling them up that was mega awkward. <laughs> Never would have happened if the Muppets were hosting. <laughs> so, and I would say the Troy speech was the best part of the night. And to be very honest, I, I think even if the shit hadn't, hadn't happened with Will, I think Troy would have had the best speech of the night regardless. I think that moment was really special. And I think when we look back and once when, when, the smoke clears and the dust settles, I think we'll look back at that speech. I think we'll look back at Coda winning. And even beyond that, actually, like, Dune sweeping all the technical categories was great, but not getting nominated for Best Director, like, that's that was shit. Um, so I think there wasn't a lot, other than Coda, I don't think there was a lot of, there, there wasn't a lot of feel good, really. I, I don't think, at least. And the, the Williams sisters and, you know, King Richard stuff, that was okay. We got a Beyonce performance out of it, which is always good. But other than Coda, it was it was going to be a real midnight, like well, mid space night period. <laughs> so actually, I heard like the the ratings were like lower than last year apparently until the shit kicked off. So people people aren't. I'm really honestly to starting to think we probably shouldn't include this in the actual pod proper. I don't know. I feel really shitty about like possibly profiting off of takes about this. Like <laughs> the, the the whole thing just feels so like icky and fucked up to me. 
and I get that a lot of it is Will Smith has got to do some work on Will Smith, as he said in his statement, he's a work in progress. And, you know, Chris Rock, I hope this gives him some stuff to think about, about some of his more problematic tropes. But at the same time, like, part of me is like, is this just like a lot of that, like generational toxic masculinity shit just coming to a head in a high pressure situation? And like, how much of us like picking that apart is really actually helpful? And also, are we going to do a better job of it than like other people? So, (laughs) so the question of it, was it toxic masculinity? I mean, a part of it, the answer could be potentially yes, a man was upset at another man and he chose to put his hands on him a lot of that does have roots in toxic masculinity and misogyny and on the other hand though and that's the situation is super complicated because you have a situation to where women we we talk a lot of not me and you but like society at large and the tl at large and social media we really make a big deal of we need to protect women and we also make a bit big deal of we need to protect black women and something that we don't make a big deal of that we need to make a big deal of is we need to protect disabled people. And so you have this black disabled woman who has been put in this immediate shit situation to where her physical appearance is being made fun of in public. And it's not like, she read it on the TL. This is a guy making a joke about her physical appearance because of her disability six feet away from her. And you have her husband right next to her who knows what they've gone through together and can only see what she's gone through and knows specifically the horror that Jada has felt because of the situation. And you have on the one hand, a man fighting a man. But then on the other hand, you have a man actually protecting a black woman in public, something that tons of people have been asking for black men to do for God knows how long. And it kind of culminated into this, this act of violence. And so it's not, a, it's not an easy answer. The easy answer is for a lot of people, you kind of take it for what it is and kind of go away from there. If you kind of mind and kind of go a little bit deeper, the answer is not going to be black and white. It's not going to be clear cut. And Chris Rock was in the wrong and Will Smith was both in the wrong. And you can make the, a lot of people are kind of caping up for Chris Rock to say comedians should have the right to say what they say. But a lot of people also saying that whatever you say has consequences and that that is monumentally valid. And so it's, it's, it's not a clear answer. And depending on how you feel about the act itself, like, and I, I feel like for you in this, in this kind of situation, I know you said that if you hadn't seen the violence, you could understand it, but because you were a witness to it, now your feelings are now thrown in this super gray area that is mega complicated. And so, that, and that's, and that's a valid feeling to be had. And there are other people who kind of take the situation in a negative way to kind of say, well, Black people have embarrassed Black folks in front of white people, and that's totally fucked up. And you have kind of white people also using it as kind of a trope to say, you know, Black people are violent. Or the, the wildest, one of the wildest takes was if, if that would have been Betty White, Will Smith would have killed her. 
and that's just like not productive and it's so elevated to where it, it that just doesn't make sense and so there's a lot of it that because we are really close to it it, it is for a lot of people it's, it's murky and for a lot of people it's like there's a lot of bad takes out there <laughs> so it's like you have to wade through the kind of the shit show basically and so you know if you have complicated feelings about it I feel like no one is telling you not to have those complicated feelings and no one is not telling you not to work through those. Everyone has an opinion. And, and like, this is the most famous, one of the most famous people in the world doing something that literally has never happened before. So yeah, because even the idea, I know you said that people that are there in the moment, they're going to be asked about it for the rest of their lives. But anyone that's invested in pop culture is going to have an opinion about it one way or the other anyway. That adds another level to it for a lot of people. Um, and for a lot of people, it just kind of, it happened and then they're going to forget about it. And then we're going to go into the next pop culture stunt, basically. I hope you're right. <laughs> I feel like this is one of the only times where I'm more optimistic than you. <laughs> I, I think that this is something that is going to be a black mark in his book for a lot of people for a lot of time. And I think that it's because of a lot of those things that you mentioned specifically about people using it to kind of further their own like agendas and bullshit like i really struggle to be optimistic about this you know um because uh, at the risk of sounding is just absolutely hyperbolic and terrible white people suck i mean and i think that there's also going to be a group of people who are like going to use this as an opportunity to push the kind of model minority mindset they're doing that already yes yeah yeah i I also I haven't really been checking Twitter today except to see what Buff Bagwell is doing because every time I look at it, it gives me a goddamn migraine. <laughs> because I think that like what I am learning today is that not only do a lot of people have bad takes, but maybe a lot of people I don't want to be friends with because if someone were to say slap the shit out of me, it seems like they would maybe make more excuses than they would help. Oh, and that's... Well- I think the people that we know, we not around for that disrespect. But, but the, you, on the internet at large. Yeah. And so, like I said before, man, like we've talked a lot about men defending women and it happened, but then it's like, people are now going away from that. At least it, even the bare minimum of just that a man defended his wife, but we get, if this would have been Betty white, Betty white would have got sent to the, the nether realm. So it's like, come on, man. And yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of soft shoe from a lot of my brothers and sisters on the TL, which makes my head hurt. And they're going to be a lot of especially like, you know, white comedians that kind of use this as like, you know, fodder to, you know, make fun of like, you know, the the aggressive black man. So, you know, it's one of those things to where when you're black and you do something in public it's really best not to care what white people think about you because no matter what you do, it's going to be used to get you in some way or the other. So you might as well be who you are. And so it's, um, it's, it's wild. It's in, like I said, I would say maybe check the next time you check the regular TL, maybe check about three forty-five on Wednesday 
maybe you know world war three will be then then we have something else to kind of be sad about but as of right now one out of every three posts on all my social media are about this oh hell yeah like shit my mine's is like more like it's um yeah it's it's a lot and people can be very overwhelmed by social media and i'm someone who i don't do ig i don't do facebook I do primarily Twitter and there's moments where, you know, I do feel overwhelmed. I'm kind of lucky that my TL is, is, is jokes. <laughs> so it's jokes and people shooting down shitty takes. I have not seen anyone that I'm mutual followers with that has at least yet have like a super terrible take. So I'm happy about that at least, but it's going to, it's going to consume us for the next, you know, couple of hours but that's the whole point of the tl the tl is meant to cycle in news and to cycle it out and so you know when lebron james hairline falls off in the, at the next lakers game we're going to see the memes of that so you know I'll, I'll let you know when that happens by the way so so you can get in on the jokes but <laughs> but but yeah man just hang in there man and if you need to take a break from it take a break from it man and i know some people they kind of, you know, they do the list on Twitter to kind of at least curate the TL. And you can actually, if you if you make lists, you'll avoid the ads. But if you, you know, if you kind of do that and have people that just don't post about it, yeah, but it's it's gonna be for a little bit. But I think we'll I think we're gonna get there. I have faith, Kat. I have faith. Glad you do. It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay, or whatever. It's like ladies' night, or whatever. It's like wrestling, or whatever. It's like parenting, or whatever. It's like anime, or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare, or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people, coming around doing what we do best or whatever you should watch listen and follow or whatever it's like a podcast or whatever well fuck i wish i could play the um this is a podcast medium so uh watching choice speech won't really work the voiceover they did was pretty okay the guy was about to break and he was about to make me break. That's why I said it was like yeah. great. It was the best moment of the night. Like no, it was really beautiful. I was impressed that they they gave him time. I was really annoyed that they kept trying to play the the cinematographer or was it cinematographer, screenwriter uh, for Drive My Car Off, and they were being super uh, rude about it. Travis Barker, he because I think because he was doing like the the fist in the air with the trophy, and I you know in America that kind of means you know you know that's it but the the guy was still in the moment but trap those drums from travis barker were way too aggressive they were fucking aggressive jeez i'm grateful they gave him the adequate amount of time i'm really grateful that they have introduced free sign on the oscars website like you can watch it on youtube alongside so you can set up your your either two windows or have it next to your tv or whatever so i'm i'm glad that they're trying to make it more accessible generally but his speech was so good. And then also like today reading about the idea that he has 
invented in the entire sign language of the Star Wars universe. That was nuts. And in different, he, he, I don't know if you read any of the interview stuff that was kind of linked in that TikTok, but he didn't want to use ASL languages because Star Wars means so much to so many people all over the world. So instead of just signing, he made up a whole language that's got its own like grammar. That's crazy. And like, he's also worked with uh, in, in Broadway a lot. I'm so happy for him. And I'm so happy for that whole production. And I'm also happy that honestly, I think Jane Campion really earned it. And I'm glad she didn't say anything problematic. <laughs> this time. <laughs> they oh. called her name and I held my breath. No, nah, she she kind of knew better. <laughs> she kind of knew better. And I think when she won for that, but then Coda won it for best picture, I would say that for me, I, I think I would I would have picked Power of the Dog, but I would actually pick other movies other over the both of them. But yeah. if you talk about kind of the pop cultureness of it, something that a lot of people across the board really liked, you can definitely make the argument Coda is not going to be like Shape of Water. You know, it's not going to be like, you know, the piano. Like, it's going to be something that I think it's going to be on a level of like, you know, Moonlight uh, as far as we have these kind of marginalized cultures that Mm -hmm. we don't really pay attention to. They're there, but we don't really give it the resources and attention that we need. But let's actually lift it up. And I hope he's in more shit, man. I hope he's in some like murder mystery that I don't know, like he's actual murderer, you know, uh, and you know, if I not him, too. you know, the next deaf person. I think it could be really cool. I don't know if you've watched uh, Murderville, which is on Netflix. The idea is that there is a different guest celebrity guest star in each episode. It's a murder mystery show, but they don't have a script. So everyone else is trying oh, yeah, to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. show and they're just trying to do it. Yeah, And like, if they chose to get creative with that, that could be really like cool. Like, I, I hope this opens up a bunch of opportunities for him, not just for serious shit, but also for fun shit. Yeah, I, f- I forgot the the wife's name. That was the actress, but she's an Oscar winner, too. Marley Matlin. Uh, yeah, she won the Oscar um, for Best Actress for Children of Lesser God, which I've been meaning to watch. But yeah, but we kind of want to be a little bit iffy so children of the god that was made the year i was born and there hasn't been another you know uh, sign actress to kind of win since then but you know in this case hopefully we actually do apple kind of takes you know the moments from this and kind of build it from there not just apple but you know uh, well they're not a movie studio but like you know any movie studio well shit apple's apple plus tv they're, they're about to be a fucking movie studio basically but but you know what i mean hopefully more studios actually get involved with like you know these individuals not only you know um hearing impaired but you know any you know any kind of impairment like actors that kind of people face that actors can actually act through you know and make mm-hmm. great movies from so yeah i hope it, hopefully you know they get their spotlight man for real yeah but speaking of getting a spotlight turning red how are we feeling um uh, i actually just finished it a little while ago and i have more positive feelings on it than uh and definitely in kanto and uh, mitchell versus machines one person i'll fall on letterbox they reviewed and they said they wish they had this movie when they were 13 Mm -hmm. and 
I never kind of grew up in this way, but like even with some of like overprotective and overbearing parents kind of seeing that messaging as far as you don't have to be beholden to your parents. You can, you know, be honest with them and have them not be, you know, like the, like the mother. I, I wrote my letter box that the mother was worse than the mother from blow. It just it was like, uh, she, I really didn't like her, but it, it's because, you know, she was that super protective and it's not like I didn't like her because she was a badly written character. It's just that, you know, that type of parenting is just overly aggressive. But other than that, I, I think the movie was pretty solid. I think the animation with Pixar, and this is something I found, I found with Kanto that I didn't necessarily know how to kind of word it, but when I watched this, it, it felt kind of, it made a bit more sense, my feelings for the animation. I think the animation to me, it lacks, but I feel like what they lack in kind of style they make full and like bombast and by color palette. And I feel like they use way more beautiful colors, especially what I grew up with. Like what I grew up with is a lot of baseline, basic colors, primary colors, but like they go through a beautiful array of like red, pink, orange, gold, the color palette. They, they play in it way more mm-hmm. than what I grew up with. And I appreciate that aspect of it. I, I wish the, and I don't know how you really do it, but I kind of wish the, the animation just wasn't so, I guess, maybe unified between all these different projects, if that makes sense. I feel like it's a lot of uniformity to it that, and some for anime, there's a lot of uniformity to that, but it kind of feels like, at least for anime, they have some areas that they can actually kind of play into. And I kind of wish Pixar did that a little bit more. But mm-hmm. I think visually, though, I think a lot of people visually won't have a, a real problem with this one. So what was your thoughts on Turning Red and how many times have you already watched it? I've watched it one and a half times. And I I like it a lot. I think I gave it four stars. I think you gave it three. Maybe it is because I did grow up in a, a fairly uh, uptight household. Uh, that I feel very strongly that I'm like, well, this movie gets it. Um, yeah. It also does a really good job of differentiating between, like, I think specifically cultural pressure and yeah. only child pressure, which yeah. are different. And it's, I think, can be a delicate balance, right? But the thing for me that I just keep circling back to with it is, like, it so clearly understands that not quite teenagery enough that you look like an adult but not yeah. quite kid enough that you are a kid. Yeah. Energy like really, really well. And I think that honestly, it might be one of the better ones of those that I have seen. Animated films, or just films in general. Just films in general. That really focuses on that area. I would say the the last movie I saw that did it really well was eighth grade. Um, yep. But I feel like they're kind of, they're so rare now. I mean, between this and eighth grade, I would say the last like five years, there's not a lot of movies about kind of that coming of age in adolescence. You're either like just a teenager or like a young young adult, basically. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I know. I know for sure if Turning Red was out when I was in like high school, I know for certain it would have been like really up there with a lot of folks in my high school. I know for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. It probably doesn't seem like a big idea, like a big deal necessarily, but I really do think it's going to open a lot of doors between kids as well. 
Yeah. Because, like, they talk about periods in this movie. They talk about, like, not a lot, <laughs> but enough, you know, that, like. Oh, it was definitely enough. Yeah. It was definitely there. Yeah. That I think it's going to take some stigma out that still is there. And, and I'm really hopeful about that. But I also, I like that it's not cut and dry about whose fault it is. Yeah. You know, like the mom's overprotectiveness pushes May away, but May lying is also a factor in in the end, right? And the it's kind of about how this is something I think I, I noticed in Mitchell's versus the machines that you didn't really see as much, but like those little tiny choices and how you don't realize that they like build a whole wall. Yeah. Until the wall is there. I think this movie does a, a really beautiful job with that. Because you you really watch it happen, yeah. And I I don't know I don't I don't know that I'm gonna watch it a thousand times. I don't think it's a, a Toy Story, uh, or even like a Luca, <laughs> which looks very visually similar, but in Italy, which you know I like. You're super big on Luca, right? I'm not super big on it, but I think I'm bigger than more people than I initially saw. Because that didn't get nominated, right? I don't. It did. It did. It did. It did get nominated. Luca and Kanto, Mitchell's versus the Machines, Flea, and uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. Okay. So how would you compare this to Luca? So Luca is like cuter and smaller scale. Okay. There are like very little stakes in Luca. Luca's mostly just there to be sweet and cute. And it's really good at that. If you're looking for a more like story, this one definitely has more of that. And I think it's better at that. But Luca knows that it's not trying to do that, you know? Luca's like, I'm here to be cute and Italian and about fish boys. And you're like, nice <laughs> job. And you're like, and it's like, thank you. And you're like, can you do anything else? And it's like, no. And you're like, nice. oh, thank you for being honest with me, Luca. And then it's over. So is Luca queer in this movie? Well, is, is Luca the, a boy or? Luca's a boy. Okay. And Luca has a really good friend, Alberto. And okay. they are, I would say... <sighs> There is definitely an argument to be made that they are gay. There is also an argument to be made that they have both just been alone for a really long time and don't have any friends. And their first like real adult friendship, because they're like both 12, is really intense because they're 12 and have been alone for a long time. So the issue is that if you code it as gay, Alberto's behavior is disgusting and it makes (laughs) it really hard to like him. (laughs) whereas like if they're friends it's like annoying but like sometimes friends be like that so i i don't feel uh, particularly qualified to weigh in if anything i think it feels kind of just like kids you know where like it's not really about romance but like when the girl starts encroaching the alberto's like i thought it was just like you and i against the world who is this and then the girl is like i just want to like ride my bike too guys (laughs) okay there's definitely an argument to be made that it was gay at one point and then had that pruned out of it there's also an argument to be made that it's just about two kids who get really close really quickly and then it kind of becomes a freeze a crowd situation okay which i don't think is wrong either all right all right so of the 2021 animated films that you watched which would you say was the best one that's a tough one i think I feel like I have to give it to Mitchell's versus the machines. Okay. I saw people on my TO that were upset that it lost. I was upset that it lost. Honestly, Encanto was like my, 
I was hoping it wasn't going to win. But as soon as <laughs> okay. it, well, but as soon as it won, I went, oh, okay, so they're giving Billie Eilish best song. Well, yeah. Because it, at the risk of sounding incredibly cynical, once you kind of realize Oscar logic, you can't really unrealize <laughs> it. I mean, so yeah. they they had to give the movie about Colombian folk something, and it was either going to be best song or best animated. And so I guess it came in really strong for Eilish on best song, which is fine. So that was what was available. Yeah, I mean, they did with Jordan Peele when he won best original script. He wasn't going to win best director, so. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not angry about that necessarily because I do think that's important and representation is important. But I also I was ho- hoping I was wrong. Yeah, you know I was hoping that it would you know even if it won something else would win best. Like I was just like, prove me wrong, Oscars, prove me wrong, <laughs> and they just didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but I think turning red. I would, I would say give that second. By the way. Okay. I think Turning Red is is my second. And then Raya, honestly, I would tie, I do Encanto just because I, I do like musicals and then tie Raya and Luca at four. I think I would actually have Raya at number one and mm-hmm. Red, Turning Red at number two and Mitchell's and Machines at three. I think people kind of forgot how good Raya and Lashaka was, but I think it's because it was in like theaters weren't all the way open yet. Yeah. And, you know, it, it like people didn't go to see it like in droves. Mm-hmm. And so, and it, it came out like the, it was still cold out. So I think it came out like, like spring, summer. I was like spring or whatever. And so it's like one of those things that it was a victim of coming out too early. And I think the momentum, the momentum with, you know, Encanto, uh, I think it kind of overshadowed it basically. But, yeah, Twilight Dragon was pretty good. Uh, I really want to grab Bell at some point. It is an animated movie. It is an A twenty four anime movie, oh, and apparently okay. it's really good. So someone has written gorgeously animated. Yes, I cried. I hope the metaverse keeps looking like Roblox, though. If it ever looks as beautiful as this movie, we're in trouble. That's yeah, funny. yeah. I've heard really good things about it. It was playing in theaters. Like it was a fathom event and i guess it's coming out in may on streaming um, i was not able to go see casablanca i spent a couple hours cleaning in an oven and so i would recommend never cleaning an oven and if you can pay for someone to clean your oven for you gladly pay them and tip them pretty well because that shit is mega trash oh my god Yikes. that's a bummer but hopefully i can actually catch it were there screenings of Godfather in Boston, like uh, the last like week or two or a month? I think there's one coming up in the next week or two. The fiftieth just passed, mm-hmm. and oh, speaking of bad, like the production of this Oscars, it, it wasn't very good, man. No, it was, no, 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 no. It was, it was bad. They rendered the Godfather tribute with a bunch of like rap music. There was part of me that was like, are we trying to make a a joke about how like gangster slash gangsta? Like, is that the idea? (laughs) They were trying to do that. And that shit was trash. And the funny thing is every single one of the rap songs that they use, I know and love. Mm -hmm. But the soundtrack to The Godfather in itself is already rich enough. You can just play The Godfather theme song 
for the entirety and you would have been fine but for mm-hmm. some reason they wanted diddy to introduce the godfather who hint hint is not italian in any way shape or form <laughs> there's no I mean, black people in godfather it's so strange there there so aren't strange. in godfather but there are in italy <laughs> hey just being very frank there is a large especially in southern italy there's a large black population oh man <laughs> have you seen true romance <laughs> so maybe maybe just maybe diddy is italian paisan <laughs> yo but that shit was bad that was so yeah bad. i also though we don't talk about bruno thing that they did I really hated it because it's actually a really good song. And what is good about it is the very clever wordplay and how it all interlocks when they all sing their verses over each other. Yeah, yeah. And they just were like, no. They like passing the baton, right? It was like. So it started with that. And then was it was it Doja Cat? Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, I don't so <laughs> pardon me for literally not knowing but i don't listen to popular music and i was like <laughs> she looks beautiful her dress was gorgeous the tailoring oh, was yeah. clutch the color amazing like i i was like whoever you are you have taken my Hilarious. breath I mean, but also who are you and why are you in we don't talk about bruno and then she's like academy night is here and i was like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So they made We Don't Talk About Bruno into We Talk About the Oscars, which was like, "Mm -hmm." very strange. And the funny thing is, so speaking of not knowing like pop singers, uh, did you see like right before they like introduced the song and had three presenters? And it showed the, yeah. the girl that is going to be the next Little Mermaid. She's apparently a, a singer. I only see her on the TL and Beautiful Dresses. So yeah. I have no clue she actually sing or not. So we'll find out. <laughs> I think I thought the opening jokes were actually good, but it I the productions it was better than I expected. And the first, so basically, what happened was they did like the the three giving their their opening jokes, which are actually pretty good. And then they did like segments to where the three of them individually did jokes mm-hmm. like in between presenting and those are actually good but then after that it tanked it, it tanked pretty fast because after that is when the regina thing happened with the dudes on stage and so yeah like that shit was kind of cringe um so more than kind of uh, well yeah but um <laughs> you know how you want to save the Oscars celebrity death match <laughs> that's it I, literally that it. literally one word Muppet I mean at least it'd be something out of the box man shit Muppets one Muppets. pluralized word one pluralized word my answer is Muppets Nigga, <laughs> bro, nigga, this is wild. <laughs> Yo, bro, I got a legit like five minutes, dog. I feel All like right, we, we let's go, let's go. What's the quickie, Get dog? <laughs> Get it off, King. I told y'all, niggas. <laughs> I think of Will Smith.
Yo. <laughs> West Philly in the house. West Philly in the house, bro. Nah, bro. He was not with the How Ray Tay. How many times have you watched it, dog? How many times have you watched it? Oh, my God. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did the JFK back into the left. Back into bro. the left. <laughs> that was fucking stood there. He was like, uh-oh. Nigga, <laughs> what you think about to happen, dog? Bro, he yo, he's yo, he ate it, but god damn, he was yeah, that they, shit was funny, uh, bro. You, ain't no way to eat it in front of uh, like how many niggas is watching this shit, dog? Like this thing got smacked. Bro, First of all, eleven bro, million people wearing watching. a velvet tux. <laughs> this thing got this shit slapped. I don't even, you ever got into a fight on your birthday? Oh, that's what that shit feel like. <laughs> But bro. like a hundred times worse, bro. <laughs> bro, he oh my yo, he he thought it was cool with the little jokey jokes. Yeah, yeah, nigga was like, oh nigga could take it, nigga been roasted Will Smith forever. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go ahead and get me one off on Will <laughs> on his wife. He was That's, not he the one. He could roasted Will. He could have roasted yeah. Will. You know what I'm saying? It, but then he had to, it got too good to him. He was like, all right, let me go ahead and see him make a little tasteless joke about his old lady. Let me see if I can get away with that. No. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Oh, my God, dog. Everybody hates Chris. Oh, my God. Yo, this black, this black king defending his black queen. Is is it is it like you know from is it prehistoric is it Stone Age yes but sometimes you just gotta defend your queen. No, bro, man. I just told my boy was like, Doss, the, so violence is the answer." I was like, "Sometimes it is, dog. <laughs> sometimes it is, bro. That's it." Yo, come <laughs> talk about your old lady, and he tried to laugh it off at first, but you know he probably looked took a glance over at his lady like, "Oh no, oh like, nah, bro, you can't go home with your, you know, what I'm saying with your wife, like your wife, you know, what I'm saying." Yeah, and then Will had all these jokes, mm-hmm. all these jokes, all these years about Jada. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, yo, sometimes you're gonna do it all right here, bro. Okay, that's enough, like. You yeah, different, bro. you know what I'm saying? You hop on the gram or something, like get these little jokes off. I can act like I ain't hear it, but I'm sitting right here with my old lady. We in our best duds, and you just gonna say any old thing. Yeah, you could bro. you could have said anything, but you're gonna pick on her alopecia, my nigga. Like, what is your problem? Full fucking paw, bro. Like, so <laughs> let this be a lesson to all the niggas out here worried about cancel culture. All that bullshit. Oh, you can't make jokes no more. You can make all the jokes you want. But if a grown-ass man walk up to you, make a beeline to you and slap the shit out of you, you're just going to have to eat that. Yeah, not <laughs> to, bro. Like, you have to. And like, we, it was like, a Will, joke. And so, is Will going to face consequences for this? I mean, probably. If this nigga, happened, he just like, won an Oscar. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I smacked shot that nigga and minutes later won an Oscar. <laughs> Ain't no lesson to be learned here. Lesson I mean, learned they... is shut your fucking mouth. Yes. yes. <laughs> keep, your, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. The only reason that shit continued was because he didn't pull a gun out and air that bitch out. But <laughs> that was like, oh it was like, he was talking that because keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Like, you ain't heard Will yeah, say that bro. outside of a movie. 
Yo, because I, I watched it on ABC.com and they mm. showed it and and I like looked away. I thought it was a part of the gag. Then I yeah. looked back and I heard the audio kind of like I heard a microphone muffle and then they mm-hmm. they blurred out. They didn't play Chris Rock's audio. So mm-hmm. the whole time I'm thinking it's a work. And then they show Will Smith say, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And, you know, I've been a Negro for almost 36 years. That's it, bro. That ain't no work. <laughs> like, that is work. not a fucking work. That was real. Hey, but you notice it wasn't no delay on that bitch. It was like, keep that motherfucking camera rolling. Yeah. This is why you have black people at the Oscars, nigga. Like this was a little dry ass Oscars. That remember the hashtag Oscars so white. Yeah, you know, this shit the uh, evening went over without a hitch, and nobody gave a fuck. Not, not even one man tonight. Nobody the, gave a fuck. The greatest Literally. night in Oscars. This is the greatest night <laughs> in television history. He got that right. He got that shit right. Ooh, a nigga ooh. walked up on stage and slapped the shit out of another nigga and then <laughs> won an Oscar, bro. How For many niggas actor? have won Oscars, though? For best actor? Not, not, not supporting actor. <laughs> and them niggas was like, hey, move that shit up in the show, dog. We all got to get the fuck out of here, dog. Ooh. Move that nigga's award up. <laughs> Oh my Like, God. this is the earliest. <laughs> niggas don't normally, they don't normally have best, best actor they, this so, early in the show, do they? Well, I mean, the show's been on for like three and a half, like two and a half hours already. Oh, all right, all right. actually, no, actually, it's been it's been three and a half hours actually. Oh, all right, all right, bet. So bet. yeah, no, nah, we was so, we was watching Atlanta and chilling. We wasn't thinking about the Oscars, but yeah, you gonna come out your mouth like that? Oh no, that shit, that's hilarious. Oh no, oh, my God, I, talk, I feel so fucking vindicated, bro. Not this nigga's dog. <laughs> that nigga gonna jump out of planes. You know what I'm saying? He go do the TikTok trends with an Oscar that he won the night he smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. God, bro. everything's coming up. Will that nigga such a fucking winner, bro? That nigga <laughs> such a fucking winner. Mid dog, it's, it's the opposite of Millhouse, bro. bro. I swear, everything coming up Millhouse right now, nigga. I told, I was talking to my brother like not not a week ago. And the, the the subject of Will Smith came up and he was like, dog, Will Smith is a man who's who's who is not going to die wondering what if. And oh, dog, no That's way. perfect. <laughs> that is perfect, bro. Dog G Green, if you listen to this, my nigga, you a prophet. Oh, <laughs> oh, so Negro right. Domus. He was more oh, right than he will shit. ever know, dog. That's and it's never gonna happen again. No one, it, it uh, the best actor, is not gonna smack this shit out of uh, out of a presenter and then win best actor. It's not gonna oh, happen. Power again. smack that nigga. They didn't change their mind. They was like, man, hey, oh, we will better win this shit, dog. <laughs> we might oh, gotta get this shit. Because who was who else was up? I don't know who was even. Don't up, know. Like, don't care. <laughs> fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Fuck if if you was up, fuck you, bro. You ain't Will oh Smith, my. nigga. Not tonight. You know, so I think if I, so obviously there's a level of you know badness to this, but if if Chris Rock had oh, a glass jaw, it, 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 if Chris Rock had a glass jaw, yeah. maybe, but yeah. he ate it, and so we he can eat these jokes right now, man. That's it. Oh, so he got it. Oh, he deserved all these jokes, nigga. Shot. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Especially the scene because Chris Chris Rock the type of nigga let a white man say nigga in front of him don't check him so he you know I'm, I'm pretty saying? sure he goes, oh, I'm a comedian I can't let this white I'm not about to get mad at this white nigga for saying nigga like nah yeah Chris it, it's, it's you, you can't uh, do that with every nigga man the West uh, Philly jumped out of that nigga real quick and up on that yo, stage people forget <laughs> he's really from West Side Philadelphia born and raised. <laughs> Philly, on man. the playground, the playground is where he spent most, most of his days, nigga. Do you know how it go down on the playground, nigga? They don't, they, they don't, don't go to the playgrounds porch. no more. They don't nah. go to playgrounds no more. Nah. Yeah, that's what Chris. that was Chris Rock's problem, nigga. Oh. He got a little too big for his britches. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Back to the teeth. Hey, look, oh man. God. Hey, look. I'm, I, I'm you know... All these respectability politics y'all throwing at me about, oh, you should have done this, you should fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. That's my family, bro. I'm about to let nobody, no, nah, fuck you, bro. Man. Like, you ain't, I mean, and I, I, and I also understand that everybody ain't like that, but y'all ain't think Will Smith was like that. Now oh, you know. <laughs> now, the, the guy that trained and morphed his body to play the greatest <laughs> boxer of all time. Grown ass man, dog. Oh. He 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 sp- punched the shit out of an alien. Chris Rock, <laughs> welcome to Earth. Alien, I'll drag this nigga halfway through the desert, nigga. Y'all go, you go talk oh. about that man, wife. Okay, okay, this, my nigga. This these ain't just funny. movies, cause hey hey, when <gasps> when is the when is the best time to defend your wife during Women's History Month, bro? Oh, man, what are we going out with a bang? Hey. Yo, Black History Month was shit Black this year. Black History Month was, was trash. Women's Will, History Month, nah, they tried to pull it. Oh, Will, boy. Will made up for it, man. And they really did try to insult that man's wife in Women's History Month, bro. Yo. In a room full of her peers. Yes. When she's battling a sickness. Come on, I man. all of these niggas, bro. You out there just talking. Oh, my God. Oh, my bro. I wasn't set it off, nigga. Like, what's wrong with you, bro? Like, <laughs> bro, she was fucking oh God. <laughs> she was in Matrix doing karate Duh. shit, man. Come on. She was man. she was in a different world, nigga. She was in Woo. What is wrong with you, dog? Like, you gonna come she was in Jason's lyric, bro. Jason's come fucking on, lyric, man. bro. If you're gonna stall, uh, if you gonna stall that's any black, black actress right out. you go. If you stall any black history, any black actress out, you gotta stall Jada out, man. Yeah, like come on, for man. sure. You, like, and I don't care how man. you feel about it, but you definitely ain't about to be. You could have been like messy ass red table or something. I'll end up on the red table. You could have made that joke and been fine. Yeah, because it is messy, and we, you know, we can talk about how funny and messy that shit is. Like it is, but like. No, nah. oh, you could have just skipped her all together, bro. Now you know if the nigga had it to do over again, I'm sure he would have chosen so, alternate, alternate so route. Early, early in the night, Regina Hall actually kind of made a joke about their messiness. So she, yeah. she had she had this bit to where she was basically pulling men on stage that she wanted to fuck, basically. And so she said, "Will," but then she was like, "Well." You know, you and Jada got y'all thing going on, but you can still come up here and like everyone laugh, like Will like laughing, like kind of brush it off. So that's like one thing to like yeah, make yeah, a yeah. joke on the messiness, but right. everyone know you're so over the top that like you're not threatening, but like right. 
talking about your wife's sickness. Right. Man. Like this is this like that's some shit that, that has been like known forever, the whole or at least rumored forever, like that, whatever, dog. That's bush. I do what I want to do with it. But like, yeah, no, nah, you gonna no nah, like and and, and and like this is a black woman's hair, dog. Yeah, you man. know what I'm saying? And we it, he made good hair. He made good hair. This nigga should have knocked that nigga out. Now that you said that, he should have knocked his damn head off. He just slapped the taste out of his fucking mouth. And now, hopefully, he slapped some taste back into that motherfucker because the nigga made good hair, dog. Damn. And then made it man. That nigga deserved everything, bro. Rest in piss. We're going to throw him in there. The newest inductee to the rest and piss wing. Rest and piss wing. Although we should do this again sometime. All the thing. We just built it. Just built that shit. Put that nigga in Put that nigga in the dirt. Oh, oh my god. Dog, he never the dog. That's he's just about to be part of that meme. Now he got now he gotta make jokes about that shit and act like he cool with it. Bro. <laughs> Try to pretend that he's fine uh, again. He, he gotta do a TikTok with Will to like everybody uh, yeah. joke about it now. Nah, but... somebody my man's just hit me. He was like, uh he's like, Man, apparently them niggas got beef going back to 2016. I'm like, boom, not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore, bro. Not anymore, nigga. He already won. He still has to think about winning an Oscar. Bro. Oh, my God. The show that he was hosting, bro. Oh, shit. You know Twitter is just eating this nigga alive. I got got derailed, bro. I I don't care about the the memorandum section. I didn't I didn't watch. Bro, I, I saw names. No, I saw Betty Chris White. I saw, shit. I saw Clarence Williams the third. I I couldn't get on track, man. I was derailed, right. bro. Yeah, no, nah, bro. Oh. Go ahead and throw 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 that nigga uh, Chris Rock up there then too, because then rest in piss. Rest in the warmest of piss, bro. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of you because you was running your lips. Yo, the, the oh, Oscars God. have been struggling for ratings for like so hey, many man. years. They, they didn't know back, you had baby. to go to they didn't know you had to go to celebrity death match to get ratings. They didn't yo. know that you had <laughs> to go to niggas, and we've been trying to tell y'all forever, dog. <laughs> trust niggas. You gotta just go with the, niggas. the niggas. Got, niggas got the hot hand, literally, bro. Like we've been telling y'all for a hundred years. You know, say Hattie McDaniel looking <sighs> down, like, see. Oh, what I say, God. what I say, dog. <laughs> dog, Holly Sydney Berry was talking your- about twenty years ago. Holly Berry talking about the door is open. Now the door is truly open, dog. Where you could nigga on on live TV <laughs> and win the Oscar, nigga. We did it. Oh, we did it. We did it. I'm we taking a big lap. I'm so glad I'm in my phone right now, <laughs> bro. Yo, yo, you know you gotta you you know how they do the memes of uh they do like the weird ass drawings of like. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, yep. Will Smith smacking the shit out of Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris Rock running this fucker, bro. That's so um, stupid, bro. Oh, oh man, God. what a night. I'm, what a I, I, night. I ain't about to be able to get no sleep. 
I don't care uh, who won. Uh, I don't care who won no other award. Yeah, man. yeah. Fuck the rest of them awards, Ooh, bro. Wee. Shout out to Dune. Everybody else can go to hell, nigga. We did it. <laughs> we did oh it, baby. My God, we did it big, bro. We did it big, <laughs> bro. Shout out to no, Dune. And no, and no think pieces. No fucking None. think pieces. I want to hear shit. <laughs> I want to hear shit, bro. Oh, my God. I want to hear no think pieces. Oh, Niggas can't be going to the award show and acting all all nick. No, no, no. I want to hear that shit, bro. I want to hear it. And you know it hurt because it didn't make that loud noise. She was like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) The microphone got fucked up too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wish he had the Uh, old one. So when he got smacked, it would have been like, woo. <laughs> Yo, the crowd make that stupid noise. Yo, bad bad boys Ooh. for bad boys for a new victim, new <sighs> new villain, new villain. Yo, I bet Martin was laughing his ass off. Yo. I would have wanted to check in on Martin. That nigga was rolling. You know, Carlton was cracking up at the crib. Oh my, my nigga, god, Uncle Phil was smiling he, he's, down. Uncle Phil was resting in heaven, so in heaven, that nigga, young black kid. heavenly power, nigga. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> my nigga, Uncle Phil is smiling down. Oh my god, bro! Oh my god! No, oh. so Jed and Hubert was in there like, mm-hmm. After they made up, you know, what I'm saying dark skin and Viv is at yo, the crib, like, mm-hmm. yo, that's exactly what you were supposed to do, baby. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Dark skin and Viv knew Will was always with the Ray Tay, but she he had to get the bag. Like, now, now he got the bag. He he not with the Ray Tay, man. He is not. Yeah, I can't, man. Oh, I want all of their reactions, God. bro. I can't wait for the YouTube. However oh, far down it God. takes, man. YouTube reacts, and then they get they get dark skin and Viv in there. She ain't even gonna laugh. She gonna be like, mm-hmm. That's what you, you did. Oh my talk God, shit. bro. Shit. Oh will, my God, dog. Will, 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 dog will, Peacock. Will, Peacock subscriptions are about to go through the roof, Ronnie. <laughs> oh my God! Yo, we'll talk about I want to be a vessel for. We'll we'll talk about I want to be a vessel for love, but I still got these hands though. Don't forget it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. He did it because he loved somebody. He didn't go talk about somebody I love and then be like, "Yo, yeah, I'm about to get away with it." Nah, dog. Man, oh that shit is an that is, that is a way to show love too. Man. You know, he ain't done it before. We had to see that before because yeah. what nobody out, out here running their mouth and saying no wild shit in front of him and his lady in front of all their peers at the fucking Oscars. I, I'm one million percent sure if Pac was still alive, Will would have beat the shot of Tupac. <laughs> you want some Tupac? A million percent sure. Do you Yo. also want some Pac? And a G.I. Jane joke, bro. That movie is so fucking old. Like, that ain't even like... That's not, bro. In the you know the wild shit that I tweeted, like literally like 20 like 15 seconds before it happened, I tweeted, nah, Chris Rock can go. Because that set was weak as fuck, bro. And he tried to live it so up. Bad. <laughs> and you know what? The nuclear I, option. I'm, I'm blaming the Oscars for this. You know why? Because yeah. they they cut out great awards and they gave Chris Rock bum ass thirty seconds. No, not in 2022. <laughs> no, everybody just looked at him like, come on, 
say something funny. And it goes like, uh, G.I. Jane and- too. Sorry, Jada Pinkett. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. No, stupid how- ass. There's not a single person under like 31 that gets that joke. No, come on, bro. No, come no. on. Next thing they're gonna come back from commercial, it's gonna be Anthony Anderson up there. Like, y'all know what just happened, man. They like gonna start laughing. They're gonna forget oh. Chris Rock. Oh, baby. I'm so happy, dog. Cause I was getting sick of Chris Rock and his bullshit, man. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's that's what happened. Like Chris Rock didn't even defend black folks. Like I said, a fucking sexual predator went up there and said nigga in front of his face. He ain't do shit about it. <laughs> God, bro. So, he, be C- he be giving Louis C.K. passes and shit too, man. Like, so man, like, bro, why do you love this nigga so much, bro? Like, he wrote booty tag. Like, all right, dog. Okay. Anyway, right. rest in piss. Rest in some piss. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?